Hey guys, does capitalism have you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Then we invite you to be a part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 55 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Courtney, and this week I got my cats addicted to TV. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> And I'm your host, Lydia, and this week, I moved out of my parents' home, officially an adult, living an adult life. <laughs> Tell us all about it. Okay, um, so it was a lot, I have a lot more clothes than I realized, and I actually don't, like, have a lot of storage for them, so even mm. though I've been living away from home for about a week now, most of my summer clothing is still in bags on the ground, and um, I'm living downtown. And something super special about living downtown is that you can just find stuff on the road. Like you could literally find stuff on the side of the road and it's perfect and it's exactly what you need. Like, for example, I've been looking for a coffee table and yesterday me and my roommate went for a walk and guess what I fucking found on the side of the road? This beautiful coffee table. It has like two mm. levels. So you can put your feet down or you can put your feet up on top of it. It's a little tall, but I think it's like still perfect for whatever you want. It's free. You know? it's and it's free. <laughs> cares if it's a little too tall yeah exactly so now i'm just like on the hunt for anything cool i could find on the side of the road you know and like even when we were moving because she's also my one of my besties so when we were moving um her stuff out of her room so that i could move into her room we were like okay we need to put this on the curb we need to put this on the curb and we need to put this on the curb and we took this table and put it on the curb and yesterday we went to go check on it and the table was still there but the legs and the hardware that attached the table the legs to the table was gone. I was like, why would someone just take the legs and the bolts? <laughs> but welcome to the city, city girl. I'm a city girl. <laughs> That's so confusing. It's just a part of it. Like, and your legs of your table don't work. Like, just take the new table. I know, that right? Works. Like, the I don't understand. And the bolts were so specific for the table. Like, it was weird. Like bolt that goes in on an angle like it goes into oh. the corners of yeah. the framing of the table so it was very confusing why they would only take like this weird bolt and then the, the legs like <laughs> I just made <laughs> so so we were like okay, okay. <laughs> it is what it is and then um I got catcalled too, which was super fun. Oh, that's so fun. I know. I know. And like, it was just, it wasn't even like a cat call, I don't think. We were just walking and then someone said, blonde woman. And I am a blonde woman. And I was like, oh my God, my first time being catcalled as a city girl. (laughs) Isn't it weird though? Like how frequently we were catcalled as like uh, young teenagers. Oh my God. (laughs) As an adult, it's just like, I know. People are like, ah, they're too old. Those 23 year olds, bleh. I think about that all Close the time because when we used to live in Carlton and like in Ottawa, mm. I feel like that would happen to us a lot. And like mm. we were 17 years old. Or like in high school like, when we used to go like downtown for those like, we were in oh, a drama program for those like theater for the, shows for and the stuff plays like that. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, if you were downtown in Toronto in high school, it was sketchy. It was scary. Gross. Yelling. <laughs> like, you can- you could tell that we were on a school trip. We were with a group really? of like 18 really? people. Like, why? I <laughs> what had somebody once ask me if I was a prostitute when I was like, probably maybe 13 or four. I had braces. What? Oh, what? I had braces. <laughs> somebody asked me if I was a prostitute. Oh my God. Like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> That's so sad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's so gross. Ew. What the oh, fuck? Men are, men are weird. Yeah. I hope it was someone who was like super drugged out or something and yeah. like just had no idea what he was saying <laughs> and who he was talking to. And maybe he just asked that to every woman who passed by him. Maybe. I fucking hope so because that's yeah, so Very creepy. low standards, that man. <laughs> braces. Not to say not to say that braces are bad. Not to say that braces are bad. I just very clearly look like a 13-year-old, yeah. like an awkward 13-year-old. Oh god, that's way too young to get catcalled. That's gross. Ugh, man. Anyway, sorry. Nasty. Back to your exciting city life. Um <laughs> Yeah, so everything is locked down. So unfortunately, there is no going anywhere. But we did order pizza last night, and it was sixty dollars. I was like, I what don't the fuck? Understand Two that. pizzas. Did you get a receipt? Uh, yeah. I don't know how it happened. I honestly don't know how it <laughs> happened. I still don't know. Because they made it look like such a good deal online. You know, they were like, two pizzas and the cheesy bread. And it's like a deal. It's like only mm. like 
like eight something something and i was like that's a great deal and then somehow it added on like literally 30 delivery like tax delivery was also a thing and then we paid for a bottle of sprite too which was only Mm. (laughs) 3.99 yeah it was so stupid domino explain domino domino please explain and then we got extra cheese by accident and like the delivery guy came to the door and he was like these are so heavy because of the extra cheese and i was like oh i didn't even realize we got extra cheese and then he like handed them to me and i like pretended that they were super heavy he thought it was funny <laughs> i'm just a Such local a comic. i'm just a local city girl <laughs> i live here <laughs> so yeah getting to your end a little super exciting still looking to get some art on the walls it's very empty as of right now you might be hearing a little bit of an echo that is because the walls have nothing on them um except for some stuff but yeah looking to get some more stuff so can't wait to do maximalism decor last week's episode where i hate minimalism (laughs) minimalism is a ploy to get you to buy more storage maximalism is a ploy to get you buy more stuff right back at minimalism boom roasted (laughs) (laughs) shit Uh, yeah you're right <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding being a collector i just wanted to fuck with you stir the butt <laughs> you did now i'm like what side of capitalism am i on like whatever i do it's just there's anyways. no good side of capitalism <laughs> there so don't literally worry about isn't it. <laughs> okay perfect it's uh, not you it's dude. capitalism it sure is it just gets into every corner of my life mm-hmm. there's just no saving myself from it uh, yeah. What did you do again this week? <laughs> I got my cats ad- addicted to TV. <gasps> yeah. What yeah. was that like? Tell me more. Um. Yeah. So basically, there's this thing on YouTube called Cat TV. <gasps> yeah. Um. And it's just like recordings of squirrels and birds. <laughs> That's all it is. Like <laughs> ten hours straight of like a bird feeder. <laughs> oh my god. And I just decided, like, I just thought I'd put it on one day, just like. I really didn't think my cats would care that much about it. You know, we've yeah. had a TV in our home for a very long time. They've never really looked at the TV. Yeah. yeah. But let me tell you, my cats are so freaking addicted to this TV show. Really? Yeah. Like the second they hear the little like bird tweets of like the beginning of the video, whatever room they're in, whatever they're doing, they literally run to the living room just to oh sit there God. and watch TV. And they sit there for like hours and then they go to sleep for a few hours and then they wake up and then they just sit there again. <laughs> at the tv and like you know when uh cats like chat when they're yeah. looking at birds oh that's Zola so does that at the tv oh she God, just like chats so all day at the little birdies like, ah, 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 rah, rah. Yeah. and <laughs> now so that they've cute. like started like watching their own tv every time that we're watching our tv shows they like sit there and they watch our tv shows because now they're like <laughs> aware that things happen on the tv oh. so they like watch our tv shows with us now too they like sit that's there that's so cute they're like waiting the for movement. the birds to come up again yeah. <laughs> like yeah, this is so good they're... but where's the bird oh so I got my cats addicted to tv congratulations wow they're really being integrated into society thing, but... i'm not sure either i did some they're research aware. and apparently it's like good for their brain it's like good stimulation so okay. i'm gonna go okay. with that research yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. better about it. I, think, I feel like I think I'm providing totally them with entertainment. It's like a window, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And cats need that kind of stuff. Otherwise, they yeah. get super bored. So yeah. maybe that's why they were being so aggressive towards each other at one yeah. point. Or like That's what I was thinking, too. Like, maybe this will help um, with the tension in our household. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Two female cats who hate each other. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. They, do they don't hate, hate each other. other. I, one is a little bit more aggressive than the other, but whatever. Yeah. 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 And the other is like scared, but it's nice that they can have a bonding activity, which is watching yeah. the birdies together. And exactly. then they realize they that they're on the same side. Oh, yeah. they're like, we're both predators and yeah. we're both looking at the birds. Yeah. And, and like one of them, though, Zola really likes the birds. And oh. Salem really likes the squirrels. So oh they like my trade God. off. That's so cute. Salem kind of looks like a squirrel. I know. <laughs> she likes that's the bigger so prey, apparently. Maybe that's why she likes Zola mm. so much. <laughs> Zola's a squirrel. <laughs> she just thinks she's just this giant squirrel she could go after. Aw. I'm so happy for them. They have a new yeah. hobby watching TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The nuclear family bonding over movies, TV, all that stuff. And now, look at you. Your two kids finally getting along because they can watch birds on tv together that's so fucking when you say it that way (laughs) (laughs) no it's fantastic but as long as they're getting along all right really cute 
Shall we get into it? Let's get into it. I'm so excited. All right. So I am kicking it off this week, and I am talking about the self-care industry and how self-care should not be an industry. And it's just (laughs) one more thing that has been ruined by capitalism. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. And before I go into this, I just want to say that, like, I'm not saying anything about bad against self-care. You should 100% care for yourself and do things that, like, make you happy and stuff like that. This is specifically attacking the industry of self-care. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. before y'all get mad at me, self-care would. <laughs> industry death. Self-care good. Okay? <laughs> All right. So um, self-care initially took off in 2016. This is really interesting to me, actually. So it initially took off in 2016 after people were unhappy with the results of the... Um, american presidential election after really one yeah that's when like the whole industry like kicked off because people were like so depressed and angry about the results so he was a catalyst for like so many things changing in society i need to make myself feel better he created a whole industry by accident to ignore (laughs) your reality (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and even though it initially took off in 2016 it really saw like it's takeoff increase uh, between 2019 and 2020, where Google search trends saw an increase of 250% of self-care-related Google searches. Holy shit. Crazy. That's a lot. Is self-care, does that include, like, mm, like... I don't know, like baths, like that kind of side of self-care where it's like pamper yourself or is it like, you know, meditation, like all of the above being mindful related to making yourself feel better. But there has been like a very specific industry created around these things Yeah, or like things you can buy to do these things better. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like 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 a whole influencer culture. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Social media. Yes. We'll get into that. Yeah. There is apps though. You're right. Like there's Calm and like, I don't know what other ones there are, but yeah. They have. They really. The whole thing has been capitalized. Um, So it is currently a $1.5 trillion business uh, Uh. industry. Um, oh. In the states and globally, it is four is worth four point five trillion dollars. I think that, year. that is our most expensive business that we've taken down on the podcast. <laughs> I think so. Like that is a hefty number, guys. Yeah, that's hefty. That's crazy. Um, and nine out of ten Americans practice self care. But yes. self care has kind of shifted away from an act of making yourself feel better and towards more like data about the self so there's been a lot of um one phenomenon is like a lot of these tracking devices like wellness tracking devices are part Mm -hmm. of self-care um and it tracks tracks your steps your REM sleep cycles even your breathing is monitored oh Um, yeah you know when you're off a watch like freaking it's like breathe yeah i hate that i know how to breathe my dude (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it creates this like kind of illusion of control and people start to quantify the amount of work that they're putting into themselves. Um, and it kind of presents this opportunity for excessive self-criticism. Um, it encourages mm. you to fixate on moments that we fall short of our expectations yeah. and like you beat yourself up about it. Um, and beating yourself up about things has not proven to be successful <laughs> No, <laughs> to make yourself help. feel better, to make yourself like live a healthier lifestyle. It preoccupies us um, with failure and contributes to depression, anxiety, substance oh abuse, my- and negative self-image, you guys. Oh my God. That's so fucking bullshit. I swear to God. Like, I don't know who is to blame here. Is it the app creators or is it human beings for just Literally. being bad at doing things that apps want us to do? They're like, this is such a positive thing. This is such a positive thing. And then we take it and we're like, oh, God, I fucking suck. And is, it, yeah. is that a human condition? Like, I wasn't able or is to that... do how many steps today. It's like, yeah. Or is that just like the app? Like, like whose fault is it? <laughs> I think it's like just a mixture of bad things making each other worse. You know, like yeah. I think that human nature does not mix well with the ability to know that much about ourselves and mm-hmm. to like track ourselves in that way like i it's just don't think we're supposed to know that type of data about ourselves yeah 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 yeah. and Breathing then that something mixed that you're not with, supposed to track <laughs> like intensive like social media and like internet things where you're seeing like oh you have to walk ten thousand steps a day to be mm-hmm. healthy oh you have to sleep this many hours 
a day to be healthy. Like, I think all of those things mixed together just created um, a really bad, bad thing. Really yeah, bad storm. I agree. <laughs> oh, when in reality, we so don't sad. need devices to tell us that we're doing things better. Devices made us worse. And now we yeah. expect devices Just, to try to heal feel better. us. <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> that's, that's what it should be. That's all it should be. Um, in a 2020 study. No, not 2020. In a study, uh, a group of <laughs> 200 women using Fitbits, um, 79% of them said they felt pressured to reach daily targets. 59% of them said they felt controlled by their devices. Oh and my God. 30% of them referred to the Fitbit as the enemy. <laughs> Whoa. That and all all of the women in the study uh, said that the Fitbits made them feel guilty about not reaching targets on a daily. Oh my God. That's such just, bullshit. And Fitbits are like $300. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To make you no. feel bad. You're paying to make yourself feel bad. It's stupid. It's stupid. What the and like i've been in situations too where i like when i used to wear my apple watch a lot i used Mm -hmm. to if i went for a walk and forgot to wear my apple watch i felt like the walk didn't count oh my god (laughs) i've I've experienced this i have 100 i don't know how much exercise i got this doesn't count like it didn't track it my my rings didn't move this walk doesn't count yeah 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 i totally understand that i'm like oh shit i literally have to go into my own mind and be like it's fine like you don't run for the app you run for yourself like it's not about that like Like, i have to calm myself down yeah Yeah. because i forgot to turn on my freaking i'm like how many calories did i burn how long did i run how fast did i run oh my god it is very unhealthy but i do like tracking it i don't know know why it's It's obsessive yeah yeah it is obsessive (laughs) it's fun to see your progress too Mm -hmm. that's true but i guess you could just like track it in a different way like you don't have to be constantly yeah on the you can still like just understand how far you could run or like how easy it is to run the same distance like there's other Mm -hmm. measures of success yeah yeah so just all in all I think these things were made to help us try to be better, but they don't make us feel any better, and they're not self-care. Mm. Tracking your walks, steps, and breaths is not caring for yourself. Damn. Geez. The next thing I want to cover is social freaking media. Yeah, social media and self-care, awful. So a lot of social media sites uh, pressure you to share personal victories and never personal failures yeah. and kind of turn them into an opportunity of like self-marketing, of being like, look how great I am. Yeah. <laughs> so many great things. And likes on photos such as things like gym progress or like healthy meals and stuff like that is almost intoxicating and it becomes a source of motivation for people. Oh my Which God. Which sounds like it is a good thing to be like motivated. But I also think it's not a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I I think likes, the phenomenon of likes is probably the most toxic thing that's ever been created. Right. So to try to turn it around into like a, let it fuel you. Like that's not exactly the direction that it should be headed. It's also going to destroy you. Yeah, exactly. What if you don't get those likes, you know, like that doesn't mean you failed. You still did an amazing job, but now you don't get those likes and you don't feel validated, even though you're only supposed to be doing it for yourself and for your own body. Like no one else has to live in your body except for you. So why do you care about the amount of likes that you get on your own like journey and on your own fitness? It just doesn't add up. (laughs) It's just, it's just separate outside of your own (laughs) person. And, like, like, I've recently um, deactivated my Instagram account just for, like, a short little stint of being off Instagram. And I have noticed that since I've been off Instagram, I felt less anxiety and stress over the way that, like, my body looks or, you know, if I might be, like, gaining weight or, like, if it's looking any different. I don't feel that much stress anymore because I feel like like, people on the internet can't see me, so it doesn't matter anymore. Which yeah, is kind of sad that, like, before it met. And I didn't even post on Instagram. That's the thing. Like, yeah. I almost never post pictures on Instagram. And I still felt that way. Just as, like, a bystander. <laughs> social media. Oh, my God. It's yeah. so bad for your brain, dude. <laughs> so bad. And research shows that getting a like on a photo activates the same part of your brain as eating chocolate or winning money. Oh, my God. So it does have, like, a very uh, I'm an addict. addictive <laughs> <laughs> aspect yeah. to it. Yeah, that's so crazy. I've read that apparently being a passive scroller on Instagram and not contributing and not posting Mm -hmm. is actually more damaging than people who post a lot and or 
not even a lot, but like occasionally and contribute mm-hmm. to the kind of whatever the community but it's actually worse to like not be posting at all and to just be absorbing it and stuff like that i don't remember why but (laughs) if you're just like passively and you're like it's fine i'm just scrolling i'm not posting you're actually not benefiting yourself at all and if you're not posting and just scrolling yeah you might as well just deactivate it (laughs) at that point Um, and it, this actually might be why. So there's the aspect of constant comparison that happens yeah. on social media well. Oh, as 100%. Well. Um, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> yeah, where you're constantly bombarded with like how well other people's lives are going. And I say that very lightly in quotations because like they're not actually, it's all fake on social media, yeah, right? Like it's, it's not, not representative of what's actually happening in their life. But mm-hmm. it feels like it is. And then you see all these people doing amazing things, eating healthy, going to the gym, hiking eating good food and you start to feel really bad about yourself because like oh i'm not doing those things i must be worse than them i know but i feel like i still know in the back of my mind that i'm like this this isn't what's always happening though like maybe Mm -hmm. they they're this is only a part of the life that they choose to show but i'm Mm -hmm. sure there's a lot happening behind the scenes that just like that's a good mentality to have real i don't know i like to think think that a lot of people have that mentality now because of the way that like I still find it, like, even though I'm aware of that, though, I still find it really hard to, like, interact with those kind of hosts on social media. Like, there still is that part of my brain that's, like, I should be doing these things, too. Yeah, I know. Same. (laughs) It's like, oh, I don't even Even know once to take a picture. Even though I know it's probably not completely real. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still like, oh, shit. I'm not doing that. Oh, my God. And you know what even a more, like, meta version of this self-care is? Is that mm. self-care websites or self-care, like, po- profiles are sometimes, like, remember, everything on social media isn't as it seems. And, like, that's... Con- and then they post yeah. that onto social media. But, so like, weird, they're, right? They're the problem. <laughs> I know. Like, it's like, worry, come on. It's not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is. Shit. It is real. Social media is real. Mm-hmm. Everything you put on there is real. Um, it, real in the sense of the effects that it has, not... In the sense that it's, like, actually representative of your life. Yeah, it's just a portion of your life. Yeah, but I feel like, yeah, self-care on social media, I think, is very negative because it makes people feel lesser than and that they're not caring Mm -hmm. for themselves because they're not doing what other people are doing who are self-caring. Where it's, like, it's not one size fits all for self-care. Yeah, yeah. Um, So moving on from social media, today, like, generally overworking and being busy and stressed have been glamorized. Um, yeah oh my it's god it's normally seen as like totally. if you're not tired and you're not stressed and you're not busy you're not working hard enough and you're lazy and i think that the self this is like okay i'm gonna sound like a socialist here but i kind of am so i think that the <laughs> self-care industry has been like created to help people cope with the realities of this kind of lifestyle of being overworked yeah um rather than actually addressing the issue it's like a mm. slap-on band-aid solution of like, yeah. hey, you're overworked and stressed. Like, meditate for five minutes. That's why I you're stressed. Feel it's not because you're overworked and underpaid. It's because you're totally. not meditating. It's because you're not running. It's because you know you're not sleeping yeah. right. And they're putting it all onto you. You're not yes expected to yes. <laughs> yeah. Like it's always your fault that you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. Not that not that the they created a toxic system. Like they created toxic apps with likes which don't make you feel better and then you're expected to just like deal with it (laughs) by meditating yeah and this is one of like the big problems that i have with like self-care is it's this individualization that happens Mm -hmm. where it's always put on the individual that you're not feeling well because of your shortcomings rather than like a bigger systemic issue so Again, it's not that you're stressed because you're overworked. You're stressed because you didn't meditate when you came home. <laughs> if you hate your job, you don't need a new job. You just need to do a face mask when you come home. And you'll feel better about it. <laughs> and like it's these funny because that's literally what they tell us. Literally. Like, literally. <laughs> and these things are also so easy for everyone to buy into. And it's like not the fault of anyone who has bought into it. Because it's so much easier to tell yourself that like, hey, if I buy this one thing, my life will be better than actually oh. like taking a look at your life right? Yeah. They seem like such easy fixes. Yeah. And they yeah. promise such easy fixes that like it's so easy to fall into. Oh God, you're right. And it's the worst when you do a face mask and then you're like still broke. And still sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, why didn't it work? Is there something wrong with me? supposed to make me feel it better. It looks like it's working for other I people walked, on social media. And I feel sad still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you feel like there's something wrong with you because you yeah. did self-care and you still feel bad. 
Yeah, I'm not even sure that I know what self-care is at this point because they've just turned it into this like meditate industry and do face masks and shit. Like I swear to yeah. God, I was happy. Maybe this had to do with just being younger and being less aware of the world. But mm-hmm. like self-care didn't include doing face masks or taking bubble baths or yeah, meditating. Yeah, wasn't a thing. Like, yeah, as a at concept, all. it wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was just it was just do doing hobbies things that you, that like. you enjoy. <laughs> Exactly. And that yeah. could be anything. Like, it doesn't even have to be like these things. It wasn't an activity. Could buy. I'm doing self care. It was just. I'm, gonna I'm go doing crochet. meal prep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored and I'm going to go crochet. Like, forget about some problems or something like that. Like, what? Yeah, I don't think face masks are self care, actually. I'm starting to. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. And basically, like, within all of this, I think that self-improvement has kind of become a job, almost, where, like, we hold ourselves to, like, quotas and deadlines, and we expect certain payoffs. Um, Mm. And it becomes less about the enjoyment of doing things, but more about, like, the results of doing things. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, it actually makes the issue worse. Because I know, like, personally for me, when I start holding myself to these, like, quotas and deadlines because I think that it'll make me feel better, I get more stressed about doing the thing because I find less enjoyment from the thing. So, like, a great example of it is running. Mm -hmm. I, like, cyclically, cyclically... That's cyclical. I don't know. Yes, that's the word that I'm trying to say. (laughs) I get into running and then I get out of running. Yeah. I have never been able to stick with running. Mm-hmm. And it's because I start running because I think it'll make me feel better. And then as I do it, I start like hyper fixating on the distance and the time and like maybe weight that I'm losing mm-hmm. and like getting stronger and stuff like that. And then it becomes stressful for me. Running becomes stressful. Yeah. And then I stop doing it because I stop enjoying it. Yeah. And like, oh my God, that makes sense. <laughs> so <yeah>. dumb. <laughs> Yeah. And this is like the self-care industry telling you, you have to do like X amount of this to do this. And you have to meditate for 20 minutes a day to feel yeah. less stress. When if you start forcing yourself to do these things, you're not going to find enjoyment out of them. Yeah, that's so true. And then you're just going to feel guilty if you miss a day or yeah. like two days or something like that because you, you're too busy or you don't feel like it. You don't feel like it. <laughs> doing things, not doing things when you don't feel like it. I it's think okay. that's self-care. <laughs> yes, yes. I hate this like whole mentality that you have to force yourself to do things and like turn it into a habit Otherwise, that you're lazy not gonna do yeah yeah if you don't force yourself into doing things when you like just don't feel like it but it's like why do you have I to just do don't want to do things yeah. you don't have to <laughs> Personally, but then you feel yeah. guilty because you're like oh Ugh. i have to do this thing yeah yeah so self-care is stupid it's a job <sighs> we treat it like a job putting certain inputs in expecting expecting certain outputs when like mm-hmm. It's the wrong mentality to look at self-care with. Yeah. It shouldn't be something that you're, like, grading yourself on. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a test. It's not a quiz. It's not your final exam, you know? It's literally like, enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> literally you're an emotion. having fun. <laughs> Aw. We're so fucked. And then there's this, like, really interesting <laughs> thing that I saw a TikTok on that I just, like, wanted to focus on a little bit. And it's the whole, like, phenomenon of meditation and mindfulness. Yeah. And so they were talking about how um, meditation or mindfulness has kind of been co-opted and is being used in unethical ways. So oh, wait, what? Yeah. So the roots of meditation and mindfulness obviously are um, from the Buddhist religion, but mm-hmm. it is open for everyone to practice and invite into their lives. So it's not mm-hmm. like inherently unethical to do it, but corporations have started using it as a way to like silence their workers um, oh no! A lot of companies have like mindfulness workshops and stuff like that to help their employees handle the stress of the job. Oh! <laughs> so instead of reacting to something that's unfair or unpleasant at your job, you can just take a few breaths. Oh my! God. And it'll be okay. <laughs> and it's like, no, sir, I'm being uh, hit in the back of the I head. I haven't had a break in six hours. <laughs> I don't yeah. need a. I don't need a freaking take a few breaths. I need like labor rights, you know. I need fuck? a pay increase, but no, just take a few breaths. It's your fault that you're feeling stressed. Just take a few <laughs> breaths, and you'll be okay. So while so practicing toxic. mindfulness is not unethical, the way that it's being used um, as a band aid solution might be, sure. and it's supposed to be like about a 
deeper dig into yourself and like your own emotions and it's supposed to be a way to become aware of yourself and like get to know yourself more and Mm -hmm. it's not like supposed to just make you forget about the injustices of your job conditions (laughs) like it's not supposed to just be like shit take a few breaths and you'll be fine fine. just keep working hour number 12 is fine take a few breaths and you're fine have a breath for break have a breath for lunch (laughs) that's enough that'll keep you sustained and they're Holy like, "Holy shit, that's evil!" That's so I know, evil. I know. Buddhists and they frame it as like bad. doing something for their employees. They're like, "We care about you, so join this mindfulness workshop." I fucking but in hate reality, that shit. it's just to make you stop yeah, complaining. Totally. And I can see how they would use this against someone if they were having like a bad mental health day or something. Yeah. And then the employer could be like, "What do you mean you're having a bad mental health day? We had the mindfulness retreat last Literally, week. We taught you how to deal with this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, did you not push do your through. breaths? <laughs> did you not Sounds do like your breaths issue. every day? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god, this reminds me of Lululemon because yeah. of their like shallow the attempts to Petra Kutra, Petra Kutra, Say and it. even the clearings. And you're okay. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. Sorry, fine. that's what I meant. The clearings. You're right. Yeah, yeah. The Petra Kutra is a little too, but the clearings, like, it's Say just it, fake. And you'll it's just be okay. <laughs> they're like this is what we teach and now you're good and then with the thing that you have to push through your problem like if you're feeling tired or something like that mm-hmm. it's like but i'm gonna keep going but i'm gonna keep doing it it's not it's not the solution the solution isn't to overwork yourself the solution is to take a break <laughs> yeah it is oh. that's so sad i feel bad for us Telling employers about <laughs> mental health was like the worst thing that could have happened to the world. Because I know, now, they really took that and ran with it in the wrong yeah. direction. <laughs> They're like, but yeah. wait, we can blame it on our employees. We could use this to our yeah, own advantage. Exactly. And it's like, oh, so stupid. Like you shouldn't force yeah. people to come into work. I don't know. I just wish employers were a little bit more aware of like mm-hmm. how, f- how fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> just being a person (laughs) yeah yeah because it seems like they just i don't know like missing one day of work isn't gonna kill you like no people can just not come in and then it's it's gonna be fine in like 12 hours they'll be there and there's also ways to like set up your business to protect against these things Mm, okay so that if somebody calls in sick for work it doesn't affect production or doesn't affect what's happening at work and if you're not setting up your business to deal with that, you don't care with, about your employees. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's the simple matter of the fact. People need to be able Gee. not to go to work. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the self-care industry sucks. Um, it has ruined self-care. It and totally has. we need to take ownership back. And Yeah, okay. Do things... Not because they're supposed to make you feel better, but because okay. they do make you feel better. Okay, I really what a want revolutionary to. idea! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they make you feel better. Like you feel yeah. good after doing it. Yeah, yeah. Not because so you're true. like I'm supposed to feel happy once I do this. Do you actually feel happy once you do that thing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and if you yeah. don't, it's not a personal failure. You're just not a cookie just cutter for person you, yeah <laughs> yeah you're your own human everyone is an individual With their own different. likes and desires yes exactly mm. um also don't use tiny acts of self-care to distract you from a real issue in your life oh if you hate your away. job find a new job mm-hmm. don't practice mm-hmm. mindfulness i mean pra- <laughs> you can practice mindfulness if you want if it makes you happy but like it's okay to actually address the bigger issue yeah you don't need Try to be stuck out. in that Totally. experiment and don't feel bad if they don't work for you like we just said pleasure mm-hmm. is not a one-size-fits-all thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. try a bunch of things out play dabble dabble Ooh. Dabble. um also like listen it. to yourself understand that maybe your body doesn't work in routines doing the same thing every day is not always the best because you're not the same person every day and things don't happen the mm-hmm. same every day so it's okay not to force yourself to do every yeah. certain things every day yeah, you don't need to check that box every day of mm-hmm. like meditate for five minutes. Like you can just check it and just not do it. Maybe sometimes just, like meditate when I need it. Your phone Maybe doesn't that's control a better you. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. are in control of your phone, and like if your notification don't, just tells don't download you, the app, guys. <laughs> actually, yeah, that's a good takeaway. Just like don't even start with it. Don't, don't. <laughs> it's bad. Read up how to do it, and then that's it. Do your own research. Yeah. Don't download the app. 
<laughs> notifications once they start they don't stop oh god they're so annoying even also, nike sometimes it's like yeah. did you go for a run today but like Same. it's been about a week um maybe you i downloaded like their killers like <laughs> couch to 5k that i oh, do every yeah. time that i get back into running because it's like mm-hmm. a good way to like ease yourself back in and it literally sends me notifications like every couple days still it's like dust off those running shoes <laughs> no, no. Like, i threw them out <laughs> my dad dusting them off <laughs> shut up <laughs> oh that's bad And last but not least, it's okay to have emotional highs and lows. Um, Mm -hmm. As Meredith Grey once very wisely said, not everyone has to be happy all the time. That's not mental health. That's crap. And that's what I'll leave you all with. Oh. (laughs) You don't have to be happy all the time. Self-care is good. That's such a good quote. But don't expect it to, like, be all roses and daisies and shit all the time. You can feel sad about real sad things in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes meditating isn't isn't gonna help those things those things are real (laughs) yeah yeah wow damn that was a good one self-care if it makes you feel better do whatever the fuck you want pretty much that's the takeaway pieces (laughs) of this podcast (laughs) do whatever the fuck you want do whatever the fuck you want stop listening to anyone else including us just do whatever the fuck you want (laughs) you can take this information and literally do whatever the fuck you want with it yeah So um, I'm going to talk to you guys now in the second half of the podcast, kind of, it's going to touch a little bit on some of the social media stuff that we've already talked about, mm-hmm. um, but it's just about how uh, Snap Maps is ruining my life. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if a lot of people can relate to this. So I had to do a lot of research to kind of validate myself and like why I was feeling so obsessed over snap maps. And if you haven't fallen victim to the snap maps yet, you are very, very lucky. And I don't recommend that you, even if if your snap maps are off, just don't ever turn them on. Don't start checking people's locations. Just don't start doing any of that stuff because it's honestly not good for you. It turns into a bit of an obsession. And, um, Social media already needs to be used carefully, as we know. And with the addition of precise location sharing to only select audiences, I feel like it adds a whole new level of addiction and obsession that I did not know was possible. I've never been affected by Instagram or by Facebook as much as I have been affected by Snap Maps. <laughs> this is wild to me. I got Before Lydia jumps into this opinion, we just got to preface this with, I have like never used Snap Maps in my life. So this is yeah. completely new to me about how yeah destructive it can be it's bad and honestly (laughs) and like i remember asking you to turn your snap maps on for me when you moved to bc and like it was like yeah it was so cute i was like i want to see that you're okay (laughs) you know all this stuff but if you were to ever turn the snap maps off i would be like what (laughs) the fuck do you check my location yeah oh that's so cute that's so sweet of you you Uh, I guess it's sweet. Sometimes I check it, though, to, like, not even really communicate with people. I'll just check the snap maps. I'll just see the locations of, like, my friends or see if anyone new has popped up or been removed, meaning they removed me from seeing their location or they're on ghost mode. And when I get removed from seeing a location, I get genuinely upset. I almost feel offended. And looking back on that feeling of rejection from being able to, like, see someone's exact location to not being able to see it, which is already an invasion of privacy that I'm not entitled to. I mean, it's <laughs> moderate. Like, it is it is consensually invading someone's yeah. privacy. You know, yeah. like, they have the location turned on. They know who can see it. They know that you yeah. can see it. That's true. So they That's are true. being like, look at me. Look, look at where me. I am. Look where I am. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to see that I'm at this cool party. <laughs> um, but still, like, it's it, it, it ounce of information that, that humans don't need. Yeah, exactly. It's just way too much. And it just... If it, I wish it was never invented, honestly. <laughs> and um, if I was never able to see people's locations, I don't think I would notice or care about it. But now that I can, and if it gets mm-hmm. taken away from me, I feel like backstabbed. I'm like, bro, I thought we were homies, you know? Like, what the hell is going on? And even if it has nothing to do with me as a person, like this has happened to me before too, where someone just turns off their location for every single person because they just want to be on ghost mode. They just like get creeped out by snap maps one day and they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like... 
what the hell did I do to you? <laughs> why <laughs> why aren't we on Snap Maps together anymore? And like, I will go in and turn off my Snap Map for that person who removed me off of their Snap Map. <laughs> so petty. I honestly like have never, <laughs> yeah, I've never understood the point of Snap Maps because it's like, Snapchat is a social media app with the intention of communicating with a person. Yeah. Being able to see where people physically are has nothing to do with interacting with them socially. Like, it just seems like an extra thing tacked onto Snapchat that doesn't at all correlate with Snapchat. Like, it just feels like a weird second part with (laughs) no point. It serves no purpose. I think the purpose. I don't get it. Is like. I'm not totally sure. Like, maybe it's kind of to flex on other people. Like, if you're hanging out with a group, like, I don't know. The study I read was talking about high schoolers and, like, how it affects them. Because, like, they can see directly when people are hanging out without them. And Mm. they can kind of, like, confirm or deny whether that's happening. And vice versa. They can, like, the group of people can see if they're just, like, at home doing nothing. And then it's this whole thing of, like, are you going to turn off your Snap Maps now? And, like, is that going to turn, is that going to make you lose, technically? Because you turned off your Snap Maps because you're alone and you're not with the group and it's like this whole like dynamic of like you know other people are seeing your location Mm. and you just you need to like it's almost like a whole new level of social media basically I think and it's just based on your like location and yeah I mean you don't communicate through it but you you do kind of communicate through it you do (laughs) but I've also like taken a step back on this situation and I realized that like a lot of people who don't get the snap map obsession just like don't get it you know the girls who get it get it and the girls who don't don't <laughs> so it could be kind of hard to empathize with this like obsession but try to bear with me <laughs> oh no no I'm very interested I'm learning yay. a lot <laughs> yay um So it's just kind of like how social media is affecting the youth. Maybe I could be a case study and Mm. you could look into the details. I'm a perfect example um, of how it's like affecting me and how information that I was never supposed to know in the first place that was given to me on a silver platter via Snapchat is affecting me and many other people's out there's Mm. brains. So... Perhaps Snap Maps, in my opinion, is the most toxic thing that social media, that Snapchat, has to offer. Mm. They say comparison is the thief of joy. And <laughs> and we get enough of that through like stories and through scrolling. But those things, I feel like I've had enough knowledge about like social media and stuff recently that I kind of have I'm like okay with knowing that it's fake. And I know we were just talking about how it's like, you know, it's fake, but you also like know it's not fake because it's real. Mm-hmm. But I still, I, I usually have that. Like if something is too good to be true, I'm like, yeah. I, I know this is too good to be true. And like, if I start to feel like any sort of like comparison or jealousy or something like that, I'm very quick to remind myself that social media is fake. Social media is fake, <laughs> right? Like that's just kind of like a mantra that I have going in my head to like be able to be a mindful consumer of social media. This is getting deep. So <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I know like how orchestrated it all is and stuff like that, but this almost makes snap maps like more difficult because it Mm. is so real because it is exactly your precise locations and stuff like that and you're not presenting only what you choose to present you're presenting like much more realistically it's like Mm. being let in on a secret it's like the reality versus the story presented to you and you're aware of both of them like if someone just posted a really cool picture on instagram and you're like whoa that's so cool and then you see their snap maps that they're just chilling at home then you're like okay they're just like chilling at home like posting a memory from like a couple so years ago or something snap like maps that right? as like a validational tool kind of <laughs> yeah. oh no i know it's so bad it's so bad and it almost feels like a win to see people at home and to like remember that hey they're just like me i know this is this is evil. I, I have know. never even considered this. Like, I will probably turn off my Snap Maps after this. I'll leave it Damn up it. for because I think it's sweet that you can check in on me. I don't okay. care if Lydia okay. knows where I am. But everyone else, cut off. Cut off. That's yeah, a lot. It, I, I know. I never thought deep. anyone would, like, even care about where I was. I don't know if a lot of people do. I think I'm just, like, unhinged on Snap Thanks. Maps a little bit. <laughs> 
oh people care no people care <laughs> they're like wow look at her living such a cool life you're like on top of a mountain like wow <laughs> oh gosh anyways when i see people out and about i'm like oh like they're taking care of themselves they're going for a walk they're at a grocery store they're at work but it's like communication without actual communication which is maybe kind of an issue but first the other side of the coin of um like seeing people doing things without you and um obviously this is related like directly to fomo and Mm -hmm. since snap maps is closer to reality the fomo is like that much more intense (laughs) and it's and also the false sense of communication right so um knowing someone is at work instead of texting them are you at work you can just check their snap maps and it's kind of just a substitution for actual talking and this kind of can give you a false sense of being in someone's life and being involved in their life when really like you have literally no involvement and you haven't spoken in two weeks right (laughs) (laughs) um so obviously that was an example of a real life example of someone like you might not talk to or something like that and it's just kind of unhealthy because it's a fake string of something that's like keeping you together it's probably Mm -hmm. one-sided it's probably an unhealthy attachment at that point and if i may be so bold it is beginner stalking um (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like it's not terrible stalking because you're not hurting anyone you're not harassing anyone you're not making their life a living hell but it is obsessive and snapchat is giving us the beginner tools to be full-fledged stalkers (laughs) And why? Like, this shit is so dangerous to know the precise location yeah, of people. Precise. Like, you can see that whether they are in their kitchen or in their bedroom. You based can see on that much? Well, you can see the outside of the house. But if, you've, if I've been inside your house, for example, and I see that you're in the front of your house or in the back of your house, then I know, I like, know if you're in precise. your room That's or not. Crazy. It's so precise. I know. It's so unhealthy. It's just I feel like not that's a security issue. Too. Good. I agree. Someone wanted to hurt you. Like, <laughs> easy. Yeah. Had you on Snapchat and done and done. Yeah, literally. Fuck. Yeah. So one time um, a friend told me that even though we like hadn't talked in a week, she was keeping up with my snap maps and like seeing what I was up to and like checking in, like making sure I was okay and stuff like that. And of course, um, I was like, that's kind of cute. But also I was like, bro, why didn't you reach out to me? <laughs> like we, we've been in like a little bit of like a silent She's like guardian angel. She's like, yeah. <laughs> the guardian she's angel of snap maps. In a she's safe place. In. Yeah. She's at home. She's okay. Um, but to them, it felt like they were reaching out and they were checking mm-hmm. in and like seeing what's up without actually having to check and I without having to chat sorry and I totally understand that but it's such a false sense of reality <laughs> like it's just <laughs> so fake and Snapchat might be evil for that so this feeling of communication from knowing someone's whereabouts has actually been studied and mm-hmm. I found a study which refers to something called the spatial self which is location-based identity performance on social media so this was first studied in 2014 when geotagging became a thing. So on Instagram, you could show your location now instead of just mm-hmm. the post or whatever. And then you could um, open up Snap Maps or sorry, Snapchat and just like do the at school, at Mississauga, at like Toronto, you know, like, you know, the swipes of the different filters and stuff. Um, and so while the photos or descriptions of Instagram posts or stories are one way of connecting, sharing social, well, sharing location <laughs> mimics social interaction in real time, according to the study. Mm. And those things have been proven to cause anxiety and low self-esteem and FOMO. So we can assure we can assume that being able to live view a snap map of people doing things in real time without you can't was probably maybe not great for your mental health. They also no. they did the studies in adolescence too. So it's not like in high school when like clicks are everything. Yeah. <laughs> and they noticed that um, people aged like 25 to 30, that was the age of the millennials at the time. They like most of them had not turned on their snap maps and like could care less. But the mm-hmm. ages of like 14 or whatever it was, 16 to like being a teenager, they were like very affected by the snap maps yeah, because of I can being see in high it. school. I can see it becoming a way to like flaunt social status maybe. yeah right and like teenagers i can definitely see that i mean mm-hmm. like oh we're all in this one place or like everyone's going to this yeah. one party or 
I'm at turn this on, person's yeah, house. I can totally see people being like, turn on your snap maps for everybody so they all know we're together or something like that. Like I can yeah. see it being used in like these like kind of weird kind of ways and like maybe finding out that like your friend isn't really your friend or something like that because <laughs> they were in the bathroom with or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, I read something that kind of hit home for me and maybe it could be something that you've had in the back of your mind this whole time listening to my wild little rant. I'll quote now. Researchers examining the roles of gratification with social media found that the need to belong as well as receive recognition through self-preservation were the main reasons why adolescents were using social media. It would make sense that less confident adolescent users who are driven by the need to belong might be more susceptible to feeling excluded or anxious after viewing the location of friends on snap map. I was like, so (laughs) it literally just like, it was, I was like, wow. It's like they knew I was coming here for the study. They were just like, roasted. Boom, roasted. (laughs) So now it's a me issue. Now they're blaming it on me for being insecure and having low self-confidence when it's the app who made the stupid maps. It's a feature that's available. It shouldn't have been made in the first place if it was going to cause this much fucking issues. too. Yeah, exactly. And people from this study have reported feeling addicted to checking snap maps um, to feel like they know if they're a part of a group or not, even if it contributes to FOMO or anxiety. Also, they expressed how it impacted their mood when they saw something that confirmed their doubts. And Mm -hmm. even though they knew going onto snap maps could lead to negative feelings, the desire to confirm or deny self-doubt was stronger than potentially feeling anxiety or FOMO or anything negative. And honestly, I would fucking love to know who Snap Maps is benefiting. Like, who is benefiting no from this feature? <laughs> Why can't you just no use, one. like, it's Google Precise Location? You could just send your location to your friends who yeah. actually, like, need your location via Google Maps. If you Maps, have someone in your else. life, you know, a parent, partner, best friend, whatever, that you think, like, needs to know where you are at all times, like, Google has freaking Find My. Not Google. Apple has Find My. Like, yeah. just give someone one person access yeah. to your location. <laughs> It doesn't have to be this whole orchestrated bit of like Mm-mm. where you are and what you're doing and who you're spending time with and whether your snap maps is turned on or off for what person and blah, 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 blah. And like, oh God, it's so crazy. And it's just like, why would they come up with this shit? Um, they know it would make FOMO worse. And I have a theory maybe that they, this is kind of like related to the slot machine algorithm that Facebook and Instagram have where snap map created a way to get people to constantly open the app and to constantly spend time on it. And that's kind of what I'm thinking that was their plan all along, but maybe they had honest intentions going into it. Like there's literally no reason for them to have created that like it doesn't make sense with their app so i don't think they created it with and that does make sense because i feel like snapchat like stories kind of phased out a little bit when instagram Mm -hmm. started doing stories so i feel like snapchat did need something to like keep people opening the app if they don't have a message or don't have another reason oh that's so true so they were just like the maps because people go on snapchat and just check the maps Mm -hmm. even if they have like no one to talk to at the time or something like Oh, dude, these people are fucking geniuses. It just ended up making people more more lonely. Um, even if they did mean to make it f- make people feel more connected, it How? didn't fucking work. Make- like, <laughs> I, I know if know. I'm with somebody. I know if I'm in the same room as that person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to look at my snap I know. Map. And it's like, It'll oh, only make you feel God. more lonely. Because what you don't know won't hurt you. It truly. Really truly. <laughs> like, why are they just giving us extra pain? I just don't understand. It's stupid. Our brains can't handle this much information. They We're can't. not built for this. Oh, my God. They really can. It's like being rejected in real life is one thing. But then on top of that, you have to be rejected on every single social media platform, too. So it's like, (laughs) you know what I mean, though? Like, if you get rejected in real life, then you're like, okay, now, you know, we might have to block each other on Instagram, depending on how bad it went. And then you have to photos. (laughs) Yeah. And then Twitter, you know, you have to make sure you block them on Twitter and then also snapchat you know you now you have a choice do you delete them off snapchat completely or do you just remove them from your snap maps which is worse no one fucking knows but it's just so many layers it's just so many layers to rejection like you can't just get rejected once anymore you know you have to get rejected like in eight different ways and then you have to just like (laughs) stew in the rejection because like yeah 
you, you know, can't talk you can't to them. from somebody in real life. Like, you just, you don't see them. But now you yeah. have to deal with the fact that, like, you have to decide. There's, like, traces you... of them on social media. Yes. But, like, you can't really see them. But you can see them oh in other people's God. pictures. And, like, maybe they'll keep you on their snap maps just so they can, like, torture you with Literally, hey, living it's life. torture. <laughs> <laughs> it's torture. <laughs> So we I don't need to watch it. people go on without us. No, we don't. We can just stop. Like it must have been so much easier for people in like the dark ages to move on. The dark one ages. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The time before social media. Ah, uh, yes. Nineteen ninety. <laughs> Medieval times. Uh, early two thousands. The dark ages. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we can just move on. It's just like fine, and no one needs to know anything. It is just like. People can't be innocent to anything anymore. It's just so annoying. So anyways, has Snapchat always been evil? I would like to remind you quickly that maybe yes, because there was a time um, before all of this when Mm. Snapchat was new and they were Mm -hmm. still experimenting with things. So when we were in about grade mm, high school, maybe, maybe lower. (laughs) Grade high school, yeah. (laughs) I don't completely remember the timeline. I think it was high school. When Snapchat first started. And yeah. you were able to see other people's best friends. Oh, and yeah, this was bad. The order of the best friendships. And you could Awful. keep updated with it in real time. So bad. if you Snapchatted someone enough, you would see yourself move up and then uh, someone else move down and blah, 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 blah. And you could just like keep up with people's relationships like this. Like you could see anybody's best friends, anybody. It was fucked. <laughs> It was so fucked. <laughs> it was like, so toxic. It caused so much drama. <laughs> like, it did. what the fuck was that? And now I'm starting to feel like Snapchat is so overlooked as a toxic social media enemy because mm-hmm. it feels a lot more private. It feels like you can exist on Snapchat without having to post anything and it's just yeah. used for communication. But I I really think that it's like overlooked and I don't and I don't know if they have like honest intentions because it they have a lot of different ways that are more sneaky of being toxic and getting mm-hmm. them to stay on the app mm-hmm. and like low key affecting your mental health. Whereas Instagram and Facebook, they've been in the spotlight for a while about how fucking horrible it is for you, and blah, 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 bad. all this stuff, the whistleblower. Yeah, yeah, and it's still fucking bad. But Snapchat has been on the sidelines, mm-hmm. low key making their app more and more toxic, more and more advertised, more and more this, more and more that. And no one's talking about it. Like I found one study. One. <laughs> I feel like the thing that Snapchat really gets put on blast for is like the child pornography aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. And because I think other like things you, get. Yeah. Because you can. It's obviously like a good vessel. Yeah. <laughs> because send you send nudes. a picture yeah. for like two seconds and then it disappears yeah. forever. And you can I see totally if, people sna- if people screenshot them and like whatever. Yes. But yes, yes. yeah, I feel like we kind of skip over the other toxic parts of it. Yeah. Outside of that. Because obviously yeah. like that's a, a horrible way to use it. And you know what? People use Instagram like that as well. Like mm-hmm. it's. It's just there's some fucking nasty people out there, but just out, removed from that, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of things that they're doing, maybe not wrong because yeah. it's making us go mm-hmm. on the app right. Maybe, <laughs> not, maybe right. not right. <laughs> also, like scores. I don't know why Snapchat has like scores. Oh, I remember either. that being like an issue for me in high school because I I don't like like communicating with people over snapchat is not really my chosen vessel of communication mm-hmm. and like it would make me feel like i maybe like didn't have as much friends as other people because oh, my score was so low like compared to other people but like i just didn't like to talk to people over- i thought it was dumb yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i was like self-conscious about the score that i had on snapchat about the score, which is kind of dumb i totally forgot about the score <laughs> how many steps other people's said. scores yeah which is also toxic because if you really really <laughs> want to you can look at someone else's Snapchat score every day and keep track of how many Snapchats they're sending every day yeah. and how and how many of them are to you. <laughs> if you really Pretty want much. to. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah, which God. I think the score is like a lesser thing now, but I remember that like around the same time as the best friends thing. Yeah. Being like a... The scores thing was a big mm-hmm. deal too, yeah. Because I remember when they first released that, it was just like, whoa, holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> your score is so low, your score is so high. And I think that could also contribute a little to the nude thing because mm-hmm. like maybe people thought you were a little bit more of a slit if you were sending like, like a, lot. a lot of Snapchats. That yeah. means that eventually you were sending nudes. It used to be <laughs> less a friend thing and more like a yeah. friend thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
guess it still kind of is in a way yeah definitely definitely yeah, i think like people, people who you meet with, like, love interests no what yeah that's so true and i definitely find too that people who i meet on tinder if i can tell their intentions whether they ask me for my snapchat or my phone or number, number yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay so this is going Dead nowhere <laughs> if they ask me for my snapchat i'm like mm, okay unmatch and then, yeah you <laughs> want a conversation that's gonna disappear in 24 hours uh-uh nope. <laughs> yeah sounds, sounds sketchy sounds like you got something to fucking hide <laughs> you nasty <laughs> So something toxic that I may be doing on Snap on Snapchat, which um, I blame Snapchat for because they gave me the power to do this shit. It's honestly not that bad, though. But sometimes and I think a lot of people do it and they don't want to admit it. If things were open and if I was just sitting at home on a Friday night, I would like turn my location off so that people didn't know where I was. But if I was going to a party downtown or like to a cool job location or something like that, I'd make sure that my snap apps are on for everyone. <laughs> Not only my 12 selected friends, for every single person. I'm like, look at how cool I am. So basically, like I'm a total sucker for the snap maps. <laughs> and honestly, it needs to end because although it isn't affecting everyone, I think the people who are negatively affected by it should get a say in whether or not it needs to be removed. And I think it just should being, be removed. I think even people yeah. who aren't negatively affected by it don't give a shit about it. Because so you I think don't just, use it. Yeah. What's the It's doing point no of it? good. It's doing yeah. zero good. So it should exactly. just exactly <laughs> remove it. And you know. yeah, you may miss it. You may miss it when it's gone. You know, if you're obsessed with snap maps like I am, you know, it's it's hard to let go. It's hard to be like, no. Every like... addiction is hard to break. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But honestly, it's worth it because you'll feel better about yourself and you'll just feel better in fucking general. Overall, Snapchat is toxic. And um, yeah, I think it needs to be included in the conversation about social media more like and aside from like the creepy stuff that can happen on Snapchat, but more of like the social aspect of what's happening mm-hmm. on Snapchat. Because like, yeah, I've heard about like the nudes and stuff being sent over is bad, but also they have a lot of built in stuff that is deliberate and that is deliberately supposed to be kind of like bad for you. And also, yeah. as a final note, it felt very validated to um read the study and to see that there were some other people who were going through this and then to be roasted by the study was also kind of nice because it really gave me a shock to reality you're not roasted (laughs) by the study i very much stand behind that it is the platform's fault it's not your fault thank you thank you i think that's the platform's fault too because they gave me the tools searching for belonging like everyone wants to belong and everyone wants to feel part of like a group and literally snapchat is making a tool to make people feel excluded feel Feel excluded it's not your fault that you feel excluded like they designed a tool to do that (laughs) literally and you might not even be like people might not being excluded might not be excluding you either but like yeah without the context right it feels like it yeah exactly exactly it's just overall not no bueno nope bad (laughs) so what have we learned snapchat bad bad. self-care industry bad self-care good communicating communicating with friends good self-care good good industry bad snapchat bad (laughs) very good i feel like i feel good i feel like i got it off my chest i'm happy for you i think that you should turn it off yeah i know (laughs) i just don't know it sounds like that's a good solution to this Turn, turn off my off. snap maps so yeah. that no one can see where I am. But that I can still check the snap maps, though, and see where other people are. But I guess it would remove, like, part of the toxicity of, like, me doing my location. Yeah, there's no way that you can, like, can you like, just, just remove you, the maps? I don't think you can opt out of maps, no. That's I think you can only do it if you've never turned them on before. <laughs> oh, okay. So maybe it's not that. That's stupid. They should make it easier to opt I'll out of a toxic that. thing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> there's no reason why I hate sure. it. Yeah, I never looked into that. I just accepted that it was in my life and that <clears throat> it would drive me a little nuts. <laughs> wow. There's a whole other way I could be living right now. Yeah. <laughs> Free. Free yeah. From Snapmaps. You can okay. send me your I will. Find I think mine. I, will. I promise mm-hmm. you I will never check it. Just for okay. safety reasons. I never <laughs> check and find mine. <laughs> I don't care where people are. (laughs) But if you ever, like, get kidnapped, I can find you, you know? Yay! Okay, sounds good. Just delete snap maps. Mm, I just don't want to. I want them to do it for me. (laughs) I just don't know if I'm strong enough. Like, I definitely am. We'll write a letter. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. Write a letter to Yeah, we should start a petition. 
Born in 1964. Yeah. Yeah. We should be like, listen, buddy. Bad for us. I agree. Perfect. (laughs) Case closed. (laughs) I decree. us to the end of the podcast everybody thank you so much for listening to courtney's opinion on how self-care industry has just taken things um to the point where it's just not even self-care anymore and (laughs) everything has been corrupted by capitalism wow (laughs) shocker (laughs) no i'm kidding i'm kidding but yeah it's a good time and thank you for listening to my opinion about snap maps and how it has corrupted my brain and many others and if you want to hear more of us, you totally can. You can follow us on Instagram at very.unimportant.people. You can follow us on TikTok, which uh, you can definitely find us on there. So good luck. Get there. We love the love we've been feeling from the episode about Lululemon. So thank you so much. Keep bringing that. Positivity. And yeah, we love the positivity. It's a good change of pace. And you can also follow us on Twitter at the unimportant PPL. And you can tune in every Monday, which is when we release a new podcast. So make sure you're wherever you listen to your podcasts at every Monday, baby. We're here and we're ready to party. Unless we're not, which only happened once, which was because of Christmas. But you can yeah. follow us on Instagram and know when those things happen. So <laughs> it all comes full circle. And finally, you can find us on Patreon which is in our Instagram link tree and just click on our Patreon and you can go there and you can find some cool videos and you can find some fun stuff. And we have like 52 weeks of content up now. So that $3, that $4 is going to be fucking worth it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening everyone and have a great day.